Hey listeners, this is Jamie Andelin, and this episode is a republish of one of my most listened to podcast episodes of the past. Enjoy! This is the podcast where I help married women who are struggling with low sexual desire actually look forward to and enjoy sex with their spouses. And because every sexual problem is a couple problem, then of course, everyone is welcome here. Hey, this is a special episode today because I have a guest. Her name is Irene, and you will be introduced to her very soon. Hi, Irene. How are you? Hi, I'm great. So excited. I know. I'm so excited you're here, too. Irene's near and dear to my heart because let me just say she is a friend. She is or was a client, and she works for me. (laughs) And... This is like so fun to have all this in in one person. Um, I hired Irene to help me with my online courses and she's been doing a great job with that. And we'll get into that later on. But I wanted to start with um, chatting with you, Irene, about maybe if you could share, like what was one of the most transformative or life-shifting impacts in your experience through our coaching together. I know you said we are friends, but I want to make it like clear. We didn't start out that way. Like I have barely known even about Jamie for about a year. Like last July is when I kind of was introduced to your stuff and the transformation that happens was so quick and so magical and such a connection in a short amount of time. (laughs) So um, the transformation for me has really been one of acceptance and honoring my desire. So when I started, I was definitely in a rut and just not accepting reality, not accepting myself, not accepting really anything (laughs) that I wanted. And um, going through this process of working with you to learn what I want and then give myself permission to have that and learning to do that in a kind and bold and loving way has taken me leaps and bounds in literally less than one year. And this relationship has just grown so much for me to now be working for you and have had the whole coaching process gone through and to now be on your podcast. It's incredible. (laughs) It is incredible. I don't know when you're going to be ready to really announce this and talk about it. And we can talk about it later, but Irene is in the process of finishing a book that she's writing. And I've been having the privilege to just cozy up and read it. And I seriously cannot put it down. Even though we work together and I do know a lot about you, it was really good to learn some more things in that book as you're telling kind of the story of where you were before we were working together even years ago into your childhood and kind of what has created Irene, what has made you, you. And I just love it so much. So hopefully we're going to talk a little bit about that later if you are open to it. Yes, I'm, of course, so excited that I'm writing this book. So I didn't even start working on it till um, I was kind of at the end of working with you, Jamie. So back in, on my birthday, so February, I just 
decided to give myself the gift of getting a writing coach. (laughs) And so it has only been four months and I'm ready to publish it. Like hopefully this next month. So, um, just giving myself that permission and opening up and just leaning into all of that desire and acting on it is amazing that now I have this book that captures a lot of my journaling and my journey and my misunderstandings and how I've worked through that struggle and feel so much more alive and happy and vibrant and empowered. (laughs) So it just feels amazing. Yes, you can definitely follow Irene on Instagram. Yeah, I think it's um, like Vivanco, my last name, V-I-V-A-N-C-O underscore Irene, I-R-E-N-E. Vanco Irene. So you can just go follow her. She's a real life person. She's a real life woman in this world that you can connect to. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, then you definitely have things in common with Irene because I think we're all here for similar reasons. Um, and since we're kind of talking about this already, there's the the benefits that you think you're gonna get when we work together, and then we get those. And then there's the, the rewards and the benefits that you just didn't even realize would happen by working together. They're kind of like these extra things. Like if you want to share maybe a few of the benefits that you got from working together, some of your takeaways, maybe that you expected, and then maybe some of those that you didn't expect. Would you mind sharing some of those with us? When I was choosing to hire you, I was thinking like, man, I know we're going through some transitions. We were selling a house and my kids were going to school um, after I had been homeschooling and I didn't know what I wanted to do for work. And I had like a tense relationship with my mother. So I was struggling with all these little transitions and with relationships. And so I was like, okay, please just get me through like this, (laughs) this like pressure point in my life. And instead I just got so much <laughs> and I it's so hard to even say like, what did I get from it? I imagine it like a nursery, like where you go for gardening. And so Jamie is just like this master gardener that works at the nursery. And so I can come visit and see her garden and she'll tell me what fertilizer and nutrients to get. And then she gives me the seeds but then I have to go home and do that work in my own garden so that I can have my garden too. Um, So she supports me and gives me all the tips and gives me all the tools. And then I had to go do them. So it was like every week after week and even in Boxer and the calls in between, just constantly getting these new seeds and new fertilizer and new skills that just completely changed my life. And especially with work was like my biggest one. I was like, I don't know what to do. And um, I don't think I can make money (laughs) or maybe I should just volunteer. But I was getting really frustrated with those circumstances. And like now I have this dream job that I'm working on helping build e-courses. And I launched my own business called Viva Your Vision. So And writing a book, like becoming an author. So and my relationships are all wonderful. Like I've healed all of that, not all of it. You have hard emotions and you have hard days and fun days, but it just 
feels so much more alive and vibrant. Yeah. And turn it on. That turned on desire. You turn <laughs> on your desire. You turn on your desire for so many things and you just really got turned on to life, your life. And yeah. it was beautiful to watch. And yes, I love that you touch on this point because sometimes people will want to hire me and I can tell that they want me to do the work for them. And I'm like, it's not going to work like that. You, you have to be able to do a lot of the work yourself. Like I can give you the directions, <laughs> but eventually you're going to have to like get yourself there, <laughs> you know? And we talk about that analogy, like with a wedding, like I can give you the directions to the wedding. I can invite you to the wedding. I can make your favorite food to have that at the wedding, but like, you're going to have to get in your car and like drive to the wedding, you know? So that's what you did. You were so good at being open to things that I would reveal to you. Sometimes I had to call you out on things. Sometimes, you know, I was able to show you truth that maybe you hadn't seen in yourself before. Um, just teach you basic things. And then you had to take that work and start applying it to your life. And, and you did that. So that's amazing. And that's why you're getting so many beautiful benefits and results because you're doing the work. In, um, in my book, well, I have this favorite quote that I've had since college that nothing is ever so difficult that study and application cannot conquer it. Mm -hmm. And that quote had gotten me through so many things. Um, but it also burned me out because I would just be like, study, apply, study, apply. <laughs> and so I have evolved my understanding of that study and application, but it is always taking in, receiving a part, and then acting on it and changing your behaviors and going through this process. So I actually have like a model in one of my book, um, chapters of my book that goes over this evolution of my understanding of how to effectively do this study and application process so nice well and it's nice when somebody else has done a lot of studying and can just really give you the information and you just go apply it you know <laughs> that saves a lot of energy sometimes which is what is so great with your business is because you understand a lot of stuff that people want if they're trying to create these online courses because you've already done it before. You already know the ins and outs of it. You know what works, what doesn't. And so people don't have to waste their time trying to figure all that out when you're like, I can just do all that for you, <laughs> which is really nice. And same thing in my business, you know, there's like, I love that you referred to me as a, as a master gardener of relationships because it kind of feels like that a little bit. Like, look, I have all this information. I can save you plenty of time and energy. Just come to me. I'll give it to you. You just have to go apply it, but you don't have to look, look no further for, for the information. It can be all right here. So I love all your analogies. That's so good. Um, yeah. you, t you talking about, um, you know, just being that master of relationships and being able to cut all that time. Definitely. I had that experience of doing it on my own in my own marriage. So um my husband and i have been married now almost 13 years mm -hmm. um, but and we had been dating for seven years before we got married and so i had a lot of misunderstandings about intimacy and 
sex and how to be close with the relationship and when that's okay and when that's not and giving myself permission especially because we were together for so long before we got married so then we got married and that first year of marriage was so confusing like oh now I'm allowed to have sex when I wasn't before or how does this work and how (laughs) how to flip that switch magically so our first year of marriage we really almost we were to the point of getting divorced because we just weren't having sex and we were not feeling that intimacy and it just it doesn't magically change on your wedding day that you feel great about something that you've had so much misunderstanding and hurt and pain and not having it modeled so luckily we didn't get divorced we worked that out but it was a slow process of evolving over the next 10 years to grow in that intimacy and then to work with you it was like wait i didn't realize i still had more to heal on that and it could exponentially grow even more even over a decade later like yeah there's still so much that you were able to do your master magic on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because you worked a a lot on your own. Let's just talk about your own personal transformation in your sex life, because this is the podcast where we talk about that. And then we can talk about other things too, but I think it would be fun to, to, I I have a question I want to ask you, but like, what is your first thought that comes to you when I even bring up your sexual relationship with your husband? I mean, the word that comes to me is just like fulfilling, like we're just happy (laughs) and I don't need to be chasing having more of it. And I'm not like in fear, like that scarcity of that. We're not having enough and we're so connected in so many other ways that now I can just embrace and love all of that instead of having these little uncertainties. I mean, even before when we had grown and gotten better, it was still kind of like, well, am I supposed to be having it more times a month or am I still not good? Or is, is it bad that he's not initiating or that I'm not initiating it sometimes or like that it's not consistent from week to week and learning more about my menstrual cycle and the relationship and that it's okay for me to be (laughs) initiating um, and having that ownership of that whole process and choosing connection. It's been, so beautiful. <laughs> so good. And I wanted to ask you too, because you know, I love movies. I love gardens. You brought up gardens. So this is, <laughs> that's good. And another analogy I like to use are movies. And I like to refer to like, before you work with me, you know, you're kind of at the stinky start of your movie. And then, so I wanted to ask you like, you know, if there was a movie made about your sex life, which would be kind of fun <laughs> to, to watch, but like if there was a movie made about your sex life with your spouse, what would be the stinky start of the movie? And I know you've been working on this over the past like 13 years. So like <laughs> the way stinky start in the beginning, <laughs> yeah, what, um, would like? what would that be? <laughs> um, I think, I think of those, I'm totally a rom-com dork. Um, so I just think of those movies where it's like a high powered executive or like this woman that seems totally empowered and dream, like dream job. Um, you know, so it's like, I married my high school sweetheart. I have my master's in education and we're just perfect together. And then 
you know, like she falls flat on her face. Like she gets, uh-huh. like loses her job or she gets this assignment like out in the country and she's like, what, where am I now? Like, I thought I was riding high and that we were so great together. And, uh-huh. and then it just falls flat. And so you like end up falling in love with that country lifestyle and finding that new community and finding yourself and having that dreamy husband <laughs> come along or luckily <laughs> they're both him, you know, <laughs> I was with him and then had this fall and then I'm still with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Just kind of falling flat on my face and being baffled. <laughs> like what happened? I don't even understand. I thought I was doing everything right. <laughs> yes. So how would you describe like the happily ever after any movie fully knowing that life keeps progressing and evolving and just some things get better, some things get harder, but like after, you know, near the end of working with me, how would you describe that happily ever after for you? Oh, all right. So in your turned on desire e-school, um, there's like this extra bonus, um, kind of webinar turned into e-course, um, six secrets to connection. And I just love all the gems in that, in that class that it's just when you choose connection over everything else, like you don't, you're not constantly like doubting it and thinking that it's not going to work out and things can get really hard or you don't have enough time or you're so tired and you don't want to have sex. And it's like, that's okay. Like that doesn't mean that anything bad about your relationship, it just means you're gonna find connection through that anyway (laughs) and so that's what I just feel like it's okay if we have sex a bunch one week and it's okay if we have none another week and it's okay if we're tired and don't see each other and it's okay if sometimes it's more exciting and sometimes it's not and and it's nice to hold his hand sometimes or go for a walk or any other things like it's just all choosing connection. I know. I love that you share that. It's so true because it just comes back to turning on this connection within yourself, turning on the connection with your spouse, with your life, you know, with different areas. And I know that you really, oh, I just loved when you would share with me like all the ways you were turning on, you know, turning on your desire to so many things. And so how did that, you know, turning on your desire, and I'm going to use your words, like becoming really fulfilled um, in your personal life, how did that like show up in the bedroom? Okay, so I know I've shared with you before about, um, like, I kind of imagine at the airport, those moving walkways. Mm -hmm. So when I imagine your turned on desire, it's not that I'm like rushing towards that perfection or that thing that I want, that goal. It's actually that I put the effort, instead of putting the effort to propel myself forward, I put my effort into being on, being present in that moment. And then it's like, I'm on that walkway that moves me forward almost magically. So instead of putting the effort into like, I'm gonna make our relationship better. It was like, I'm going to be present today. And I'm going to be thinking about things today and I'm going to do something I want today. So this year was so magical of giving myself permission. Like 
I love to go for walks in nature. So I got a membership to the botanic gardens and I would go all the time by myself. And then you come home and you're so happy. And it was like, my husband's like, I'm confused. I wasn't even there. How is that? What turned you on? Or another day it was like, I feel social. So I went to like an event that was like a networking event and my husband wasn't there. And I come home and I'm like, yay, (laughs) I'm so excited to be with you. And he's like, I'm again confused. I wasn't even there. Like, why are you you turned on? It's like, I just feel good. And then it just flows out of you that you're excited and happy and fulfilled and feel love. So yeah, yeah, sex sex became, you were very much more open and interested in sex because you yourself were just more nurtured, more taken care of. You paid attention to yourself a lot more often, like what you wanted and not in a selfish way at all. It was just very like opening up up yourself like making yourself more equal to everybody else in your life and how amazing that was to watch you just feel so much more open to any kinds of connection with your husband and I know he wasn't complaining (laughs) it's just what is going on like because I think I love that you bring this up because I think sometimes we get in our heads we have these exhausting expectations and rules around sex that we think it has to be a certain way But like the way you're describing it is the way I found works for me and a lot of women is just, you know, really paying attention to what makes you feel good, what makes you feel alive. That's what's sexy. That's what turns us on. And, and, you know, sex doesn't have to be so serious. It doesn't have to be, you know, turning on doesn't have to have anything to do with lingerie and spending more time together. It can be a lot of what do I like? What do I want? What makes me feel good and and happy and taken care of and paid attention to and and all those wonderful things can be what turns on your desire. Yeah, it makes me think about, um, you know, that jar analogy with the rocks, pebbles and sand, put all the sand in, there's no space for the rocks. And So it's like, if you're focusing on, okay, I need to get these things done and I need this way in my diet and I need this in my budget and I need this in my sex life and I need to do this for my kids. It was like, there was no space for me. And like, so magically, if you like flip it and it's just like, let me just put that rock in first and make sure I'm satisfied first. um, Then I just end up satisfying people around me and being more open. And it's not just one area that starts flowing like our finances are flowing I'm like shocked I'm like wait I thought I had to choose like this big purchase or this big purchase but somehow like I got what I wanted and I said yes to what my husband wanted and my kids got something and now we're having a pool installed at our house like and I had coaching I don't (laughs) and I'm launching a business I'm like where'd all this money come from I don't understand but it's like it was there I just wasn't giving it permission to flow the way it needed to. I love how you word that. It's so true. A lot of times women just kind of lock themselves into a box or we pack ourselves up. Um, I've talked about that before. Like we pack ourselves up and then we just, you know, we're drained. We don't have anything to give our creativity, 
um, shuts down and our sexual, our sexual energy is like a playful, creative, like abundant kind of energy. And so when you're turning that, that on in your personal life, it's obviously going to turn on in the bedroom. That's just what happens. And I love that you touched on the idea of, um, you know, making sure that your, I can't remember the words you use, but it was like pleasured, prioritized, you know, like that you get what you want, you know, those rocks that are like your priority, putting those in first. And you can share with me if you have any experiences in this area, but I have found that's what works best in the bedroom too, is when I prioritize what I like and want, and I'm willing to switch things up a hundred times if I need to, in order for everything to feel right and good for me. That's what my husband enjoys as well. He, he would prefer that I am the priority. And it's interesting because if a lot of women are shutting themselves down to that in the bedroom, like they feel like obligated to give, which is very analogous for their everyday lives. Like, you know, we give, we give, we give, we're human givers that just give, give, give instead of human beings, you know? And, and so I have found like taking that same concept that you discovered in your life just really making sure that you're a priority making sure things that you that bring you simple joys are prioritized on a daily basis that translates over into the bedroom and all of a sudden you're like wait (laughs) I do want to I do want to have sex with you and I want it done in this way and I want to try this and like it just makes it so much more fun and easy um for your whole sex life do you want to add anything to that did you notice Yeah, I think that before you have mentioned, like, okay, like, it's not a point of, um, of pride for a husband to say my wife is dissatisfied. (laughs) Um, like, to think, like, that's really what they want, like, a husband is able to walk around proud and confident that he is, like, macho man when he's able to say oh yeah my wife is satisfied she loves her life or she loves all of this like I mean that kind of is the goal and so when I'm walking around groveling and being unhappy and giving and depleting myself like he may be working so hard and trying to let me be a housewife or letting me be whatever I want and then I'm still unhappy and like we're just not even allowing them to be successful. We're like forcing them to be failures when that's what they really want too. (laughs) It's so true. I just feel like that's kind of the way it works like in nature too, is there's the, the masculine and feminine in nature. It's like they need each other and the masculine is trying to support the feminine. Um, The feminine just has to be clear on what she wants. And then the masculine's there to support that. And yeah, we talked about the sun and the moon, how it's like the sun has that daily, um, that daily energy. And like, he, he's able to do everything every day. I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> with my masculine moon energy. Yeah. So it's like, if I just tell him which things to use his energy on, on different days, then it works for both of us. Cause he's got that energy and I have that flowing, changing energy. Yes. So it doesn't work for him to be in charge and make me do things every day <laughs> because yeah. it won't work for both of us. Yeah. I love that. Cause like, you're like, like when we look at nature, we have the sun and the moon and there's other examples too, but it's like, you have that feminine, like moon energy and, you know, 
it, it does, it ebbs and it flows. And sometimes things are good for you and other times of the month they're not, you know, sometimes we're more inward and sometimes we're more outward and this is constantly flowing. And the more you embrace that about yourself, the easier it was for your husband to just totally support it. Cause I remember there were times when you would worry, like, you know, asking him, for not really for permission, but just to be like, I want to discuss this purchase with him, or I want to do this thing. And I'm not sure if he'd understand. And I remember discussing with you, like the more confident you are about yourself and your wants and desires, the easier it's going to be for him to receive that and to just want to support you. But when you, when you would show up kind of apologetic, like, I'm sorry, I'm so much, I, you know, or feeling guilty, you know, like I shouldn't be wanting these things. Like it was harder. Your even your conversations wouldn't go very well. They'd be like kind of exhausting conversations. Cause it was like, ultimately you trying to convince yourself that you're worthy and deserve all this stuff. And then he was confused. You know, the energy just wasn't getting communicated very clearly, but the more clear you got, it was so much easier to communicate <laughs> to him. Yes. <laughs> and now I've done a lot of other things. I'm like getting ready to go on a business retreat soon. And then I'm, you know, spending money to go to different conferences and things for my business. And mm -hmm. it's all going to work out. It is so exciting. <laughs> that oh, good. Okay. Just give yourself that permission and you just keep the other person, your partner informed. You know, it's still a partnership and you are taking their desires and stuff and honoring them too. Um, but you're able to do it more without all the drama <laughs> and wishy-washiness. I'm so glad you bring this up because I think everybody listening, and this is so important. If this is the only thing you take from this podcast episode, this is what I want you to take. But in a thriving, in a thriving, we're going to call it turned on sexually successful marriage, everybody gets what they want. Not no, I'm not just limiting it to the bedroom. I'm talking about life in general. Like everybody gets what they want. It's so important that you remember that you as a woman get what you want. And, and, and in order to really get what you want, you have to pay attention to what that is. And when you pay attention to yourself, you turn on, turn on your desire, you feel better. And it becomes very clear to your partner to be how to support you. And then the flow is so much easier. And when I talk about this all the time where it like becomes this dance you're kind of doing together where you're just kind of doing the same dance and it's, you know, you, you support each other and, and your partners. And, um, but it has to start with the woman getting very clear and, and giving herself that permission to know what she wants and to go after that. And from little things, from what she's going to eat for breakfast to how she wants to run the household, um, to sharing responsibilities, to, you know, what she wants to do with her time, to who she wants to be friends with, to, to what she wants in the bedroom, to asking for more guacamole at dinner when they haven't brought in her enough at the restaurant, <laughs> you know, being able yeah. to ask. I, I definitely had an example that it's like you're saying in a, a successful marriage but it's just everyone and to extend that to my children too was such a mind shift for me yeah. so I had this really big problem when we first started coaching that um I wanted my son in preschool so that I could do some other things and 
he didn't like the preschool I put him in. So we were really fighting (laughs) and he won. He would not go back to this preschool. And it was a huge fit. And like, I was fighting with the people even that were working there. It was so embarrassing and like, Oh, but to be reminded back to that point of everyone gets what they want. It was like, how could I be flexible so that I still got exactly what I wanted him going to preschool But him, like his needs were valid too. It's not that I'm more important than him or less important. And like to extend that equality to everyone in the family feels so amazing. And you end up being a problem solver. Like you're just going after that as your goal instead of being staunch in your own, not even your wants sometimes. You're just being staunch on something random. (laughs) And it's like a, a rule you think you have to follow. But um it ended up working amazing he was in a phenomenal preschool instead and it worked out so perfectly and it was like the stars aligned so I'm so grateful looking back that he didn't let me force him to go to that preschool that was not going to meet any of our needs as well as it ended up doing it later oh oh I just love that story this is such a good example of how you learning how to listen to your wants was actually serving everyone in the family because then you knew, wait, we all can have what we want. Like, and I think that sometimes people think that this is like a selfish way to live life or they're um, very resistant to building your life around what you want and what brings you joy. It's almost like that should come later. Like pleasure should come after all the hard work or something. But like, I loved watching you just like plan your life around what brings you pleasure, what brings your husband pleasure, what brings your children pleasure and making that your goal, like pleasure and satisfaction and joy was your goal on a daily basis. And it was just so fun to watch you do that. And it's so crazy how like, Like when people work with me, sometimes they think that just sex is going to get better in their life, which it does. But I'm, I always like to remind them like, that's just like one of the bonuses, but it's like just being able to prioritize yourself. And you were able to share so many areas of your life with me that were getting in the way of your overall happiness. And we were able to work through those so that you could just really not have anything that was just weighing on you heavily to keep you from really blossoming to stick with the the garden analogy (laughs) yes I definitely think about like a flower you know that they're so present and then they just follow the light so that's their purpose and that as they blossom and follow that light of the sunlight like they just bring so much joy to the world (laughs) and so that's the same way that we can act as women and men <laughs> doing what we what we want and what we need to and doing it from that sense of pre- being present and light and which was not I was kind of a big rule follower and heavy and staunch and um, perfectionist style and as I release that and then take on joy instead of perfection it's so much more enjoyable (laughs) oh no and like the um just making connection your goal instead of being right you know I have to be right or you know I have to make this thing uh, this idea that I came up with 
based in 1982, you know, I have to make that, <laughs> I have to make that work. And now you're like, I want to make connection my goal. I want to make, you know, delight my goal. I want to make pleasure my goal. I want to make joy <laughs> just, and, and being open to whatever that may be that, that creates that for you. I just love it. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Or are you ready to move on to e-courses? <laughs> yeah, I think we're ready to go. I just really want to talk about creating the e-courses with you because I am so happy that it became a reality that you and I could work on these together. Um, and I'm so happy that you're helping me with this. I loved your encouragement during the e-courses. Like you, like I had a hard time just like kind of sitting down and recording sometimes because I was thinking like so far ahead, like, you know, and then I would, and then I would start recording and I would start writing things down and months would go by. And then I'd be like, I learned so much more. I need to add to the, you know, two sexual desires. And you were like, no, 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 no. Like keep what you've got. And then you can just make another course, you know, two sexual desires 2.0 or something like that. Like just keep adding to it and, or else you'll never finish. <laughs> if you keep getting focused on being perfect, you'll never be done. And Irene, that was so good for me to just encourage me and your enthusiasm was amazing. I just loved it. And I really love that you did all the tech stuff for me because, Hey, if we're talking about doing what we love to do, I love to teach and getting caught up and needing to do the tech stuff was taking away from me being able to just do what I wanted to do. And so I was able to just focus on what I love doing. And so that was awesome. And I just want to take a moment and just pause and ask like how did this even become a reality for us that we can that we're that we're working together <laughs> like how is that even how did we get here how like how would you say we got here okay it's really funny um i think <laughs> so um well i have a teaching background i was a teacher for many years and i have a master's degree in education i'm just a total lifelong learner and i just love it so as e-courses have become more popular i love them too and um in one of your podcasts you like mentioned that you were going that you were making an e-course so it was like stay tuned for an e-course and i was just so curious that i was like oh my goodness like if you're i'm thinking it's like in the final stages and i was like too late to jump on board and so i was like well maybe can i see it <laughs> or i'd love to give you feedback and then Jamie, you were just like, oh, well, actually, I don't really have it started. <laughs> and so I love that, first of all, that idea of like, even when it's just a seed or imperfect or not done, you just put it out to the universe and just start somewhere and start small, even though that was just the start was literally one sentence in a podcast. Yep. That just like set the whole thing in motion that all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, actually, I need help. And it was like, oh, well um i'd love to talk to you about it well let's make it more official and then it's grown into not just one e-course but this entire e-school of your turned on desire yeah and um just embracing that vulnerability of saying you want something and giving yourself permission to do that it just gets the ball rolling and so much and so um that's really even the idea behind my business so viva your vision like you have that vision and let's 
get to Viva in it. Let's, let's live it and let's make those dreams a reality. And so I love, I love all the technology and I love the lesson planning and knowing how to do objectives based and how to give the user experience of uh, making sure you have engagement and activities and the timing of things. Um, so I've just loved helping you get that, but also making sure you didn't refine it so that it was inaccessible to somebody because you're at such a high level of master that down here, I still needed those little stepping stones to get me there. So I'm glad yeah. that we just get to keep working on this. I know. And you know that as a teacher, like you can learn so much in a subject and things that seem so basic to you are like mind blowing to someone else. And because I've been doing this for so long, like, you know, the education around sexual intimacy with couples, a lot of it is so basic to me and just like everyday, my everyday life. And so I forget that people don't know some of the things I know and that's why they're struggling. And so it was so good to have you remind me of those things. Like actually these basic things, like people need to know this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forget that. I forget because I'm talking about it every day, all day. And, you know, maybe 10 years ahead of someone else. And so I, you know, forget that these basic things are things that people need, like these little stepping stones. So I just appreciate that we can get so fixated on like what we know now and forgetting those really basic things like your thoughts can contribute to your feelings. Wait, what? You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and even smaller than that. I mean, the word, the thought that, or the word, the phrase that triggered me to even start this journey. Um, so I was listening to something on a Facebook group that you had shared something on and you just said, oh, you can, you're not your thoughts. You can observe them like clouds. And I was so baffled and like blindsided, like, what does that even mean? And that moment of confusion, like in education, that's called like cognitive dissonance. <laughs> like it, it just propelled me into this whole journey of like seeking to understand that because it was so confusing to me, which now I'm like, oh, well, that's the whole foundation. That's so, yeah. like, how did I live 30 plus years and not, um, not get that memo? <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I feel with a lot of stuff too. I feel that way with having, you know, the two different sexual desires. I'm like, why is this not basic, you know, stuff that's taught to people? Like, why aren't we just like talking about it? <laughs> like, over breakfast and like like no big deal like why is this like so secret or like not common knowledge to everyone so yeah I know that feeling like with the first time you learn something it's like mind-blowing so it's good to stick with those basics sometimes and it, it's just so awesome so one of the things I loved about you in this process was you reaching out to me and saying I would love to be a part of creating these e-courses. You stated to me what you wanted. And when you did that, it just was so helpful to me because I thought, oh my gosh, like, well, of course I would want someone helping me that wants to help me. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't I, why would I force somebody else to help me who didn't like, like, you know, I had my daughter do some stuff for me and she, her, that was just not her priority 
and I had you over here saying like, I want to be involved. Like, this is where I want to spend my time. I want to help you get this stuff out into the world. And it was just so eye-opening to me to, to just say, oh my gosh, then please, like, of course I want you to help me. <laughs> I want well, you want to help me. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to get rid of me because I'm going to keep wanting <laughs> to help you make all of these things into more and more stuff. Because like I said, every, every week, every session, every podcast I listen to, every Instagram post, I just feel like everything has so much potential and is so life-changing that you put out there. So it's just been so great for me. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I just really appreciate you sharing that because it, it keeps me feeling encouraged, you know, being on social media and stuff, you don't always get all the positive <laughs> feedback from people, but I really soak up the positive encourage, encouragement. And I think lately I've only been hearing positive things from people and it's been really really cool to see that because I think for the majority like 99% of all the people on the earth are really good and, and mean well and want everyone to have success and are you know want to encourage each other and I've been seeing that a lot more lately and I've been seeing a lot of women prioritize themselves which is making me so happy speaking what they want sometimes we don't know what we want but we do know what we don't want you know, and so we can spend a lot of time focusing on what we don't want, but that's okay. I think that's part of the process. Like you knew that you didn't want to go get a job somewhere. Like you just knew that. <laughs> Do you remember this, Irene? <laughs> I fought it because I thought that I had to. I was like, I, on that call that we had about working, you know, all of a sudden it was really funny because obviously Jamie's calling me out on things so I was being like oh I need money and I want to contribute and I want to do this and I don't know if I should get a job and she was the same way that like one plus one equals two it was like well if you want to do things and you want permission to use money and have money for it like go get a job yeah. and this threw me for a loop I was like thinking that I had to have like that was my homework I had to have a job the next week or like so I started thinking like in my brain the thoughts that came I started like planning this like I'm gonna lie and say I got a job <laughs> and it was like okay well where is that gonna lead me in my coaching um or okay I'm just gonna go get something today like even though I don't have childcare and I don't have anything planned like I was going to be frantic and yeah. desperate and it was like okay that's not and like and you kept encouraging me too like no that's not the vibe you want to get a job from you're not going <laughs> to even get hired like nobody's going to actually want you when you go to the interview and it was like oh <laughs> like then what am I supposed to do <laughs> yes <laughs> I know I'm like, well, you don't want to go get a job somewhere. Like I know that for sure. So we can just start with that. Like you want money, you know, but you don't want to go get a job. This is fine. You can honor both of these things. Let's see where this leads you. <laughs> it leads me to being an author. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it leads you to be an author. It leads you to starting your own business where you can make your own hours and, and work from home. Irene. Yeah. <laughs> it's mind-blowing and now I'm going to be working I joined this group that I'm working with this um his name is Harris the third and he has this amazing book Wonder Switch and now I'm working 
um, in a group that he runs. And I mean, that feels like unbelievable. Like, how am I working with my idols? Like, I know. Amy, and then I've been working with another life coach, Ashley Sorensen, with the health and hormones and menstrual cycle. And I'm like, how do I get to be in the same space with these incredible people? Like, it just kind of forces you to be an incredible person, too, because you just want to earn your place there. (laughs) I think the more you learn to adore yourself, the more you saw how adored you were in the world. sometimes when we're not giving ourselves that attention that we deserve we miss the mark a little bit we might be trying to be friends with people who don't really see us or we might be leaking a lot of our energy out all over things that don't really deserve our energy and when you started to really just see you give yourself that attention prioritize yourself you saw yourself you loved yourself you embraced yourself as you were, all of a sudden, the people that already saw you and loved you, you were able to see them. And then this sense of belonging just, whew, like washed over you. And yes. That was and that ability to be honest. Um, you know, admitting what you want is a form of honesty and realizing that when you don't do that, that's kind of lying and not integrity. I would have been like, no, I'm an honest person and I have integrity, but realizing I wasn't holding my boundaries or I wasn't, or I was people pleasing and doing all these other things. It's now that I see it as like, oh, that feels like dishonest. Um, it's less appealing for me to try to people please or to try to be perfect or you know, like I can just be more and more myself and that feels good and feels attractive instead of me like trying to force it and pretend that I'm that I know no more pretending no more (laughs) just being real and authentic and giving you know you get to want what you want and you get to not want what you don't want (laughs) you don't have to try to want what you don't want like the job situation like you don't have to try to force yourself to want a job that you don't want you know it a, a lot of a lot of our truth is already around us like we're already it's already so true what we all want and love and need. And it's just giving yourself that permission to, to accept it. (laughs) Like you don't want a job. Oh, your son doesn't want to go to that preschool and you don't want to fight with him every morning on the way to preschool. You don't have to, (laughs) you know, you don't have to keep forcing yourself to do those things, but you like, what do you want? And I just love that you gave yourself permission to see what you didn't want you gave yourself permission to ask for what you wanted. And when you're really sincere and honest with that, like it, it, it really does work out so beautifully. And so I appreciate you being honest about all of this and sharing this on the podcast. Cause I know it will help lots of women to, to start giving themselves permission because that's what turns on our desire. You have to, you have to just pay attention to what you want and what you don't want. You have to be important. You have to see yourself as just as important as everybody else. And to realize it's not so much like the black and white dichotomy of like, um, I can either have this or this and thinking they're opposites. Like you start being more creative when you realize like, well, I really want that. So I'm going to be creative and try whatever ways. And you start noticing like, oh, it wasn't that my option was only 
my son goes to that preschool or I have to not have him in preschool and he's going to be home with me every day yes. while I want to do other things. Like it was like, Oh, there's actually a creative like third option or <laughs> 10 other options that are also available. So it's not always like get a divorce or do this or, you know, like it's not have sex twice a week or get a divorce. Like those aren't your options. It's <laughs> oh. just like that all the time from people where it's like, you know, struggle in your marriage or get a divorce. And I'm like, there's a lot of options in between those things. Like you can avoid sex or you can get a divorce. I'm like, or <laughs> there's like 10 other things in between those. And I always say, I say this to my husband often, like if those are your only tool, two tools in your toolbox, you need a bigger toolbox. <laughs> like, struggle or leave. I'm like, a bigger toolbox with a lot more options in there be good <laughs> to pay attention because i i do believe that for the most part and i'm not talking to people in like abusive situations i'm just saying for the most part everybody wants their marriage to be good everybody wants that to work out everybody wants their you know spouse to be really happy and fulfilled and everybody wants a nice turned on romantic life everybody wants you know to have permission to feel comfortable to not have sex and to not feel guilty about it. And, you know, everybody wants that. And so guess what? You can have it. <laughs> you can have it. You just need some tools in your toolbox to get there. That's so all. One of my rough draft titles, working titles has been, um, believe in belonging. And it's like, once you believe in that, that you can belong right there in that moment or belong, whatever it is, like, yeah believe that that's okay is the foundation for actually belonging because I probably always belonged in my life and the people around me loved me and thought I belonged there and they were happy I was there but I didn't believe it so I never belonged <laughs> and my brain and body were never in the same spot and I was always you know thinking about the past or the future and depression and anxiety and you know but once I believed that I belonged wherever I am and everywhere I am then it all sits in place. <laughs> That's a beautiful title. Believe in belonging. You can belong in your body. You can belong in your marriage. You can belong with your own sexual desire, whatever that is. You can belong anywhere. And if you, if you really feel like you don't belong in those things, like it, you know, give yourself permission to take a look at that and to ask yourself why, and not in a judgmental way, but like, what's going on here that I you know, if you feel like you don't belong in a friendship or something, like, why not? Like, pay attention to that. Because that could be a really beautiful journey for you <laughs> to to get to know yourself better. And I really want to mail you a book. It's a children's book, which we both which we love. <laughs> not quite narwhal. Oh, it's so cutie. But it's about um this unicorn that thinks he's a narwhal. <laughs> And he, you know, is living in the ocean with the narwhals and he ventures out one day and get, goes up on shore and sees all these unicorns and sees his reflection in the water and thinks, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm a unicorn. So then he goes down to the narwhals to make this big announcement that like, hey, I'm not a narwhal. Guess what? I'm a unicorn. And the narwhals, of course, already know. <laughs> yeah. 
they're not surprised. And so sometimes I think what happens is like we start learning these wonderful things about ourselves or we start really loving certain aspects of ourselves. And then all of a sudden we think, oh, I have to tell everybody. <laughs> like, oh, I have to make this announcement. Guess what, everyone? I'm an author. You know? And everyone's like, yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're not surprised, honey. Like, <laughs> we already knew you were an author, you know? And you're like, oh. So sometimes we're the last ones to find out is the yeah. whole point. <laughs> yes. Which is how I felt about working with you, Irene, was, oh, she's just the last one to find out. <laughs> yes. All the beauty that you radiate, I just saw it right away. And your goodness and your, like, everything about you, I was like, oh, she she's just going to be the last one. <laughs> Which I'm here for it. I'm here for it, for her to find it out. And so I love when you see it. And you're like, guess what? I was at this meeting with all these people that I admire, and I just couldn't believe that I was there, like surrounded. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's who you are. <laughs> I'm so glad you see it. You're like the unicorn that's always announcing to the narwhals. Guess what? I'm not a narwhal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I had a pretty big blind spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay all of us I remember when I finally announced that, that I was gonna help people with their sex lives my husband was like uh-huh like he like not even like phased at all he's like yeah I pretty much knew that for the past 10 years and I was like why didn't you tell me he's like I did you just chose not to hear it <laughs> He's like, you're oh, yeah. oh, you're going to help people with sex. Oh, you're definitely going to mentor people in their sex lives. And I'm like, yeah, I chose not to hear that for a really long time. And then when I announced it, everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when the student runs ready, the teacher appears, right? Like, you're finally ready to hear it. You hear it everywhere. So, yep. Yep. It's all good. I'll just mention my favorite children's book recently. Yeah. So yeah. it's After the Fall, which I sent to you. Um, so it's about Humpty Dumpty and it's like after he falls. And so it's that beautiful nursery rhyme that we're like, oh, he didn't get put back together. But this book by Dan Santat is just so beautiful, reimagining and re-envisioning that healing process and what happens when you break down can it be a breakthrough instead? So I love that. Like it doesn't, I, and we talk about breakthroughs and breakdowns often. Like, you know, I, I say to my clients all the time, like, I'm not really concerned with your breakdowns. I'm just concerned. Like, are you breaking through, you know, like, are you having a breakthrough in the breakdown? Like, because we're going to all have breakdowns. Like, that's just what happens. <laughs> like we have breakdowns all the time. But are you breaking through? And if you're having the same breakdowns over and over and over again, you know, that's kind of a sign. <laughs> let's, let's do it differently. Let's have a breakthrough and get onto the other side of this. If you are up for it, would you like to tell people where they can, you know, learn more about you, can learn about Irene and also your business and your book? Like, where can they come find all this information? Yeah, so I do have my website, www.vivayourvision.com. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, and then I am on Instagram, so you'll probably link to me. <laughs> um, so that's how you can find me. So on my website, I have about my e-course um, services and then also about my book. And so stay tuned for that launch. It's coming really soon. Um, so it's a delightful read. I am, I just feel so honored to be able to read it. Like I seriously, like every day I've been like wanting everyone to just like disperse so I could just like cozy up and like read it. Cause it's one of those books that I just like, it's written very, very well. And it, it touches on just the right points where it kind of pulls up little emotions and inspires me to think about my own life and I've been just like when I go on a walk or something like that I've been thinking to myself like oh how would Irene like what would she think in this moment or how would she handle this because just the way it's written I feel like I'm really getting a feel for how your mind works and how your heart works and it's inspiring because I just I, I aspire to be like you in so many ways just your ability to be present to search for the light, to prioritize the things that are most important, to like have no regrets, you know, and to and to really make that true and real. I think we talk about it a lot in our lives, but like, does anyone actually really do that? Well, yes, yes, they do. Irene does it. <laughs> I, I just love that. It's just very authentic and real. And so I'm just, I'm just really loving it. So thank you. And I hope, I think, I think everyone could, I, I, they'll just love reading the book. I, I probably want to buy like several and just like hand them out to people. Like whenever I see them, I'm like, you can read this book. <laughs> it's so good. Well, it's unbelievable to hear you like saying those words. Cause I'm like, I've done the exact same thing with like, well, what would Jamie do? <laughs> and really loving your vulnerability and doing what you wanted. And that, that really inspired me to do the same thing that you're saying is now inspiring you. It's like this really trippy <laughs> spiral. <laughs> it's like, Whoa, this is weird. No, uh, I get but it. Yes. My, my book is definitely, um, I took it from a lot of my journaling passages that I've done over the years. So it's very raw and personal and honest with what I was going through. But then I did also go through a lot of that healing and making sense of the things that I had big misunderstandings about before. So I just hope that that invites others to be willing to look at those uncomfortable things and anything that leads to a feeling of misunderstanding or any feeling less than love that they're willing to um, kind of dig into that a little bit to find love on the other side of it. So that's my goal with my book. <laughs> Being love, very uh, personal. <laughs> she touches on relationships with um, her mother, her father, her siblings, her half siblings, her, um, children you know all all kinds of stuff so if you relate with having relationships with people <laughs> everyone does it's a real good helpful insightful read um very inspiring and yeah she shares both sides of of situations the light and the dark the you know both sides which i love it's very real it's not like um rainbows and unicorns and, and butterflies you know 
it's it's very real so i think that's that's why i related so much because as much as we like to be positive and happy all the time it's just not relatable and it's not realistic and so when people really do share um the things that aren't so pretty maybe they're kind of ugly and we we talk about that it's so attractive to me and so i just really really like that because it feels more human and real to me so thank you for not um being full of toxic positivity and gaslighting me into <laughs> things that aren't true i really appreciate that in the book so thank and i promise it's not all doom and gloom either <laughs> It's, it's very it's both of them. It's that's why I said she. It's very whole and it feels whole and complete because <laughs> it's not just like I've read some books before where they're they're considered self help New York Times bestsellers and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I don't understand. Like this, like because it didn't feel whole. They were leaving out lots of stuff that I knew was probably there, but they didn't put it in there because it was almost like they just wanted people to know all the 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 good things, you know which it's, it's just hard for humans to grasp onto that. <laughs> it really is. Well, thank you so much, Irene, for being here. And I will leave that stuff in the show notes and um, people can go find you and connect with you. And I'm sure I'll be announcing when your, you know, book is available and referring people to it and all that kind of stuff, because I just love you. So thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on here. And it's been such a delight. Thank you for tuning in today. Here's to turning on your desire to sex, to love, to your life, to partnership in your marriage, and to anything that makes you feel alive. You deserve it.